welcome to the Twickenham CC podcast. My name is Dan Huff, I'm Secretary of the Club, and with me today, two very esteemed guests. First up, um, our uh, second 11 stalwart captain, Eugene Berger. Hi, Eugene. Good day, Dan. All okay. well with me, mate. All well. Um, and a very big welcome to um, a, a genuine TCC legend, our first team skipper, Mr. Carlos Nunes. Oh, morning. How's it morning, going? Carlos. Um, given that Carlos is, is able to join us today, we, we figured it made sense to talk a little bit about, about the first team, about their progression this year, and also about Carlos's time as a skipper. Now, I, I generally think that captains sort of have a shelf life of three or four years, and then they move back into the ranks um, and uh, somebody else takes up what, what is a really a, a tough task, not just on the field, but off the field, getting everyone there, uh, making sure they're not hungover, getting them looking like they want to warm up, all, all that sort of stuff. I'm not just talking about Clint McCabe either. Um, but we, we, we reckon it's now 12 years, Carlos, that you've been skipper. Is that right? It is 12 years, 12 completed years. That is an, an, impressive, um, an impressive record in and of itself. And give us a feel for that. So we've had four promotions, is that right? Um, from, from Division 3 up to the top flight? Yeah, yeah. four promotions, two relegations. And top finish in the top flight would be third, if I'm right. Second in 2014. Second, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and given that we were in Division 3 of the County League when you, you started off as skipper, that's... That's a fantastic turnaround. So, um, you know, the stats say you've done a fantastic job and no one at Twickenham would, would say any different. What does it feel like to you? How would you summarise those 12 years? I would summarise it as about three generations then. Um, it's always, you know, you, you, I guess I've never skipped it for so long. So, you know, I'm, I'm going off what's, what I feel today. And, and it kind of, it does feel like that. You know, I've gone through... Three gen generations of different sides, different squads. Um, I'd say the last generation, which is now, was the season. You know, completely different squad. Um, but generally, the feel of the players, the squads, um, you know, I think that, that has remained the same since I started, since I joined in, in 2000 and end of 2006, beginning of 2007. Um, so it, it is it is. You know, you kind of look back and you, it feels the same, but it isn't. Um, you, you know, like I said, there's there's three generations of, of teams. You know, we go back to 08 uh, through to around 2009, 10, when we had, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the usual Justin Scrivens, uh, JP, um, Dummy, you know, the Combrinks, um, Warwick, you know, all these guys that we played we had a good three, four years together. Um, and then, you know, that, that infamous 2009, well, that famous 2009 uh, promotion where, again, that, that just, you know, that, that got the likes of Dave and, and Clint, um, you know, joining us. Um, Maz obviously eventually came along. Um, and, you know, then we had a really good spell of a good four or five years together, six years even, um, of of good Premier League crickets, ups and downs, uh, you know, went down in 2011, which was a really, that was a tough season. That was probably one of the toughest seasons. Um, and then came back up again with a similar squad and a few changes every year, which naturally happens. Um, but I think this year um, was probably the freshest squad I've had uh, since I began, really. 
um, you know, looking at that team photo that was passed around a little bit yesterday and um, <laughs> just so many new faces. I sent that on to a few people and guys are going, God, I, I don't recognize anyone. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a new generation. And, and I think, um, yeah, which, which kind of spurs me on to do potentially do a couple more years. So that's really interesting because I haven't quite looked at it like that with the generations thing. But I think Eugene and myself sort of encapsulate that as well. Because I remember that, that, that famous Southgate game from 2009. I mean, everyone who was there, Will, when, when we talked about it in a previous pod, we, we, we'd messed it up. There was no way we were going to get the point that we needed. And, and yet somehow we did. And I remember yeah. walking up off the field that day thinking, right, I, I, I've gone from playing in the Middlesex Championship, Division 4, to being in a side that's that's going to play, you know, top flight cricket against basically professional cricketers, um, it, and I yeah. felt right. That's that's the time for, for me to stand back. And I think I, I that's when I went off to captain the twos, and I, I felt that that was almost a generational change. I, I couldn't job along and and eke out thirties or whatever it might have been at that level of cricket. And of course, people like you, Eugene, you you came along then in the second generation, really. Um, yep. of players who could bat in the first, you know, in, in, in the top flight and could bowl a bit as well. Um, and what, what was your experience of it, Yuge? How did you, because you played on the Carlos for, was it three years or so? Four, yeah, something like that. So I joined in 2014, um, the year we came second. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a great year to, to join, I guess. You know, I was, we were probably in the middle of what Carlos calls his, you know, second generation. Um, you know, recently come up, sort of solidified in the Premier League and, yeah, it was a it was a really good um, culture to join. You know, there were there were some great guys around, a uh, couple of new faces, which was good. But, but as Carlos said, you know, there was a, a couple of stalwarts there, which which made it really easy for 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 the new guys. You know, I think it was myself and Reese that joined that year, uh, maybe a couple of others, but but those are the ones that I sort of remember. You know, the well, no, that's two, two, obviously that's myself. Two thousand and eleven, huge. Uh, two thousand and fourteen. Wow. It's a bit later than I thought, Carl. Yeah, I, mean, I thought yeah, it was I mean, a bit you... earlier than that. But, I mean, that's a, you yeah, mentioned no. Reese in the same breath is a good example, though. I mean, to, quality cricketers, and I'm not just saying that because you're on the line, people who can, can add a bit of value rather than people who um, basically are second-team cricketers who are trying to play in the firsts. You know, we were, uh, uh, we were recruiting, recruiting really well, um, as we have done since, to be honest. Um, so if you could have uh, relived one of those games, Carlos, apart from the Southgate one, let's leave that to one side. Which would you go for? What's the most memorable game that you've had as skipper? Oh, damn, that is... <laughs> That's a bomb. That's a bomb drop. That is a question. proper bomb. I'll tell you which was one of the games that I'll always remember, actually. Um, and that was... Uh, let me just try and... Let me let me think a little bit here. So, it could be um, our first... Was it our first season in... No, do you know when it was? It was that 2009 season when... Um, Oh, hang on. I, I need to get this right. I need to get what, this what right. Give me a second. Yeah, so, what are you actually, thinking? There's yeah, one game I wanted to flag up when you played Finchley. And I, and the scores are not quite clear in my head, but they batted first and scored 350 on the green. Yeah. And they declared, I remember the score at the time, mm -hmm. Martin Fryer said they'd gone too early. They declared too early, yeah. we'll get this. And everybody looked at him and said, Martin, you are medically insane. They've scored 350. Um, and we won. And if I remember, did Maz Hafferji hit the winning runs? Yeah, he did, actually. Yeah, I mean, those, those are, in fact, you just reminded me of two games. Um, it was that one, it was Ealing the week before. I think that, yeah, that's probably yeah. that, that's probably right up there. Um, you know, I think in my early days, there was, a, there was a particular game, 2008, my first season as captain, where 
uh, Richmond had gone down actually um, the year before in 07 and um, we went up to theirs uh, I think first game of the season oh um, yes yes and uh, a, a particular Grant Hughes who was the overseas player who just joined obviously just landed um, and he he obliterated to Richmond with 100 he scored 176 that day and I, I remember putting on a, a good 181 partnership with him um we didn't win that game we got a winning draw but that was one of them where where i kind of realized you know that we we can definitely play um we can definitely play top flight cricket i mean you know there's there's nick compton rocking up for for um for richmond you know they had that good players i mean they, they went down the previous year which was a tough season for them but we knew then that you know we weren't just a small club around the corner from the bigger the bigger clubs, either the Teddingtons and the Richmonds. We were actually rocking up at Richmond at Old Deer Park and declaring, you know, 329 on the board. Um, but I think the the yeah the key games, the, the Ealing game in 2010 was something special. You know, they come off a 14 or 16 game winning streak from the previous season, um, and they rocked up at ours. And I remember, I remember Lee Perry. Um, from Ealing, oh, he, he, kind of, he could hit a long ball, Lee Perry. He, he hit it for days. Um, and, and he rocked up at he rocked up at the green and just walked out the pavilion, sort of crossed the boundary rows, looked at me, never met me in his life, uh, knew I was South African, obviously him being South African, and just asked me in Afrikaans where the hell the grass is. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and we just laughed and chuckled, and I met him then. And um, and and I remember. Again, you know, Tom Meredith had joined us from from Australia that year. I mean, he had a phenomenal season, but it was one of those games where it, it just showcased that fearlessness that we we tended to have. You know, we didn't really talk about, you know, the great Ealing coming to the green. It was just kind of a, well, let's just let's try and show them what we've got. You know, and and I remember putting two hundred and eighty on the board. We batted the full 66 and poor old Holty standing at mid-off in the about the 63rd over, raising his arms and me going, what the hell are you doing, kiddo? Um, <laughs> you know, normally you declare after 60, you've got 250. And and again, we, we bowled well, but they were cruising along, you know, and, and they had the winning draw, um, nine down. And um, I remember a certain Chris Wakefield's trying to nick one uh, or trying to, trying to run one, get his 50, and, and Clint just ran him out and... I mean, the celebrations from that were unbelievable. I'll never forget that. It was a really special win. Um, and that was obviously followed by the now still standing league record of the highest run chase in the league, which is 364 that we chased against Finchley, which you spoke about earlier. So, yeah, good two weeks, that. Um, a good good couple of seasons. <laughs> good two weeks. Years. I like that, Carlos. Yeah. That's, a, that's an understatement. A good two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Good two weeks. Fantastic. Were both of these yes. on the green? They were indeed. Fantastic. They were indeed. They were indeed. I, I remember the Grant Hughes incident as well. That was that because, of course, that was pre WhatsApp, right? And it was pre social media. And I was standing in in the dressing room at Richmond, and John O rang me after about twenty overs, and he said, "All right, Dan, how, how you going?" And of course, John O was a bit nervous. First ever campaign in Division Two, playing Richmond, as you say, big name. And I said, "Oh, we're, we're doing all right, John O. Yeah, we're, we're batting, obviously." And and Hughes still out there, and he opened up. Oh, is he? How many is he on? Is he looking all right? Yeah, he's all right. He's on 129. <laughs> um, <laughs> and John is like, he's on 29. And I said, no, 129. And he's and there was a pause. Brilliant. And I could hear the, the, the cogs ticking. It's like, right. <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was a really oh, amazing. Amazing, it was amazing day. that day. Yeah, he, he batted so well that day. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a second thing that occurred to me about the depth as well, as we got better, 
as you started to increase the quality in the ones, I sort of realised that captain in the twos was going to be quite quite a good experience because I, I remember Maz was dropped once and um, yeah. we played Wembley on the green and he wasn't very happy at being dropped, which is good. You know, the last thing you want is a fast bowler to be happy at being dropped. And Wembley weren't weren't a great side at the time. And Richie Bruin was was thirty yards back in setting team cricket. And his hot day, Green was rock hard, and Maz was coming in, and Bruin was taking it round his nose, you know. And he was miles back. And I thought, you know, if I were Wembley twos, I'm not sure I'd fancy this. You know, Maz Apogee <laughs> racing in it, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was the depth that we had because you'd recruited and were, and were were playing a brand of cricket that was, you know, such an attractive proposition to become a part of. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't really, um, I wouldn't say it was much recruitment. And I think, you know, more as, as we, as we started becoming more and more recognized and it was, it was similar to the likes of, you know, North Mid and, and Acton in those days when Acton went up um, that, you know, obviously new players coming into London, etc. you know, you, yes, people go to Ealing or Richmond or Teddington, but, but there were just some, some, established players in the league that either weren't getting gigs uh, at the respective clubs weren't happy and and just started hearing about um the good vibes around twickenham you know the good players that we had and we were progressing um and we had we just had a good bunch of guys we had a good wicket um you know that, that you could chase anything on um and and that was it it was just i mean i just had more and more texts and emails and phone calls from from various players saying hey do you know what I want to I want to join and I want to come and play some cricket to you guys and that, and that was what it was all about really and that obviously gave us the depth um I mean Maz Maz is a good example you know he was at North London um and he all he wanted to do was and this was another set of players that that we found were 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 you know kind of ringing our doorbell was players that were playing division 2 and division 3 recognizing that their clubs just weren't moving on um, but wanted to play Premier League cricket, you know. So he was travelling from North London just to come and play some cricket with us because he had good experiences with, against us before. Yep. Um, and you know he was he was just he was, so, he was such a good bowler. He just you know on his day he could clean up any top order, any, and he did it a few times. Um, he had good pace. He was fit, you know, which is really key for any fast bowler. He was just really super fit, um, and just. He was just up for it, you know. He was just properly up for it. So, yeah, that, and, that and of was... course, the self-proclaimed best number eleven in the league. Well, there you go. Yeah, and that's reminded of this few, which is yeah, good. <laughs> and there's a few and far between these days. It's a club captain's nightmare, a number eleven bat. Trying to find one. <laughs> that's true, and that is true because you for, for a long time you had a lot of people who wanted to bat and bowl, didn't you? Exactly. Yeah, and I still do. I mean, this year was a little bit different because I had, you know, Yatesy and, and Val who joined us. Um, just yeah, didn't, didn't, I mean, they can bat. Um, don't get me wrong, but they they know that they, their roles are, you know, they they bowl and and you know they 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 bat ten eleven. Um, but again, two guys who can who can actually they can definitely hold a bat. Um, without a shadow of doubt, you know, Yatesy hitting those winning runs against Stanmore, yeah. lifting lifting Mark Reingold over over Midoff was just probably one of the best shots I've seen in a while under so much pressure. Yeah, guys, we're a little push for time for today. For today, um, so I wanted to yeah. a few quick fire questions to both of you as well. So obviously, you've been around the block in terms of captaincy as well. Um, can you help me out? A few questions very quickly, Carlos. Yeah. Worst player. Uh, you've ever captained who was the hardest man to captain and that could be you know for, for a whole variety of reasons but who was the most difficult person to captain who listens to this <laughs> <laughs> whoever you say i guarantee they will 
Do you know what? It's uh, it's obviously an, a, a fairly infamous relationship that we had. Um, you know, he, he's since left the club, um, and funny enough, his family. Uh, Warwick was one of the toughest I'd, I'd captain, and I think, you know, it, it was it was a funny one because we, you know, he, he introduced me to the club uh, back in '06, but I, I, I just, you know, I, I always felt that there was just the um, element of the fact that he kind of wanted to do the captaincy. Um, and and I think that's all that really went wrong there. Is he just you know just couldn't deal with the fact that that he wasn't given the gig in '08. And I mean for me it was I'd been at the club for a season, so I didn't know I didn't know any better. So when Reg had phoned me and then we sat down and talked, spoke about it, I was like, yeah, of course I'll do it. Um, and then it just it just spiraled. So but he was a tough guy to captain either way. You know he was he was an extremely good. He's such well, a he cared. Cricketer. He cared, didn't he? And, and he, he cared, cared a lot. Uh, he, cared, he, uh, he was such a talented cricketer as well, you know, which, which you know, makes it even harder when when you when a relationship breaks down, especially in club cricket. You don't want players to just, leave, you know, you don't want you don't want to lose players. Uh, you don't want to get rid of players. You don't want to do any of that because he was so good. Um, so yep. he, yeah, he was a tough guy to captain. Um, yeah, there were a few others. Um, well, I'll, I'll but, give you an example of one. I mean, you you must have a player who fits into this category. No, I love playing with this guy. Um, and he did really well for me when I was captain of the twos. But there were times when he was a nightmare. Scott O'Brien, right? Little Australian guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he took it as a personal insult whenever I took him off. <laughs> and I could not get the ball out of his hand. And he, I'd come over and he'd see me and he'd say, I know what you're doing, Dan. And he's like, Scott, yeah. man, you're bolting yeah. over us. <laughs> yeah. He was a nightmare. <laughs> you, anyone like that? Who just, oh, God, you know, he wants to bowl all day. Uh, yeah, PG. I suppose you. <clears throat> my, yeah, my, probably, oh, probably yeah. not true. <laughs> I was pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. When I when I first joined Carlos, I used to be in his ear going, "Come on, it's going on. We haven't taken a wicket. Give me the ball. Make something happen for you." But yeah, I suppose you want people like that, and you know, I've sort of got somebody like that in 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 my side now. And you know, probably probably the least, um, probably the person you'd least think of, and that being sort of Dom Thamby, which is uh, uh, you know, yeah. the most yes, interesting character. Um, you know, for somebody that joined us in 2017, saw elbow, um, you know, went through the threes last year and this year, you know, un uh, undroppable, if I'm really honest. Um, I suppose from my perspective, the thing about it's more off field stuff. It's the phone call on a Tuesday going, Eugene, am I in the, am I in the twos this week? Because, uh, you know, I bowled really well and this is my, oh, average, really? this is my strike oh, rate. Oh, I see. I'm like, Dom, Dom, I, I know, mate. You, don't worry. We're, we're good. We're good. Can you, can you stop fighting <laughs> me? But yeah, I mean, but just somebody that really cares. And, and, and you know what? As a skipper, that's something that you absolutely want. And do you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. I actually look for, I'm, I'm going to miss my, uh, my Tuesday and Wednesday calls from Dom during the winter season just to have a chat and, um, you know, reaffirm his confidence that, uh, yeah, he's, he's one of our gun bowlers in the twos. It'll, it'll be on at you as soon as it's like, this pod is out there, you know. Do you know what? I'll yeah. say this about Dom. He didn't miss a net session either. You know, he trained all season. Every time I was at nets, Dom was there, bowling. You know, just working on his run up, do, just doing something, and and that's really good actually. And that's he's he's um he's, he's he is a true club club player. You know, he's that sort of guy who just he loves it. He loves he loves bowling. You know, he loves training. He, he loves the lads. You know, you, you can see on, on all the the WhatsApps and everything. He's always involved, you know, nibbles at little stats, um, you know, when people love his stats. So <laughs> dumb. Um, but a good guy, actually. And, yeah, yeah, he never misses a training session. And I'll tell you what, he definitely reads all the match reports we put on the website. I know he does. Does he? 
Yeah, he comes back to me on them, which is nice as well. You know, it's nice to know that people <laughs> care that much. That sort of leads me into the next question. Um, if there was one thing that you could change about club cricket, what would it be? Can Anything? Eugene go first? You should fire away. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have it. So, so I suppose, you know, <clears throat> having the privilege of playing um, first eleven Prem cricket, you know, with, with Twickenham and then Skipper in the twos, the one thing that I think needs to happen in future years is neutral umpires um, in, in Premier League cricket and in second 11. You know, again, I'm talking off the field stuff here. Um, I'd also like to see maybe... I guess the problem um, there is usually we just don't know. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Um, I totally get that. I totally get that. But again, you know, you, you sure. asked me yeah. if there was one thing I could change here. Yeah. That, that's probably the thing that I would I would most like. Um, again, a lot of people will probably give me a lot of stick for saying this, but you know, I'd much prefer to have limited overs cricket eighteen that. weeks I of the knew year. That was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time cricket's lovely. I do like it, but you know, the, um, um, second eleven cricket. Yeah, I think um, win lose. I knew you were going to say that. You just say, but um, that's fair enough. Yeah. Your answer, absolutely fine, Carlos. Um, I, I'm just going to go back to kind of um, where where I come from. Um, and and it tends to happen everywhere but yeah but i think one thing i'd love to change about club cricket is is just training um you know i, I used to train twice a week at our club tuesdays and thursdays we used to train um back home or back in south africa um you know it, it just it that, that's just how it was you know you used to just train really hard i used to find time to train on other days um Whereas I just think with club cricket, and it's not just our club, it's not just our, you know, that we struggle. I mean, you, you talk around, you talk to other captains, which I do all the time, and everyone has the same issue. So I think that's the only thing, you know, is is guys in club cricket tend to commit to a, a Saturday only. And, and that's already a big commitment. Don't get me wrong. You, you, you're using up your entire summer to play club cricket. Um, but I think training, I'd love that. I'd love to see that change. You know, and I'm not saying twice a week. I'd just love to see people get down to training. Um, it's difficult. We live in London. People work late, travel far, et cetera, et cetera, which is a shame. Um, but other than that, I think, I think um, from a, uh, from a, a league point of view, from how, um, you know, how it all, kind of runs i think it's it's good um i don't really have any issue with it i think um you know we are lucky we don't do the second 11 um you know your own umpire sort of thing so yeah as much as sometimes the umpiring can be quite challenging in the league um you know at least we do have good uh, decent enough umpires um we we we've got um good formats the limited over stuff that came in i think surrey apparently are changing their format to full limited overs all there's season. a discussion there's definitely I heard this, discussion. yeah i heard this yesterday and I, I must admit i'd hate that i'd hate for that to happen in the middlesex league um that would really bother me um because i just think the way it is now is perfect the only thing i would change though is these shitty pink balls um <laughs> they are awful, breakers, awful they are terrible balls i mean we've gone how many games where you know we've chased that ball around the green for 50 overs and there's still stickers on the thing you know still gold writing all over the ball i mean it's awful um but that's that's it really yeah that that's the only thing that i would um i would change fair enough yeah uh, I, I totally see where you're coming from there last one then guys um we've only just finished 2019 but 2020 will be here before we before we know it hopes for the future carlos what are you um what are your plans for 2020 well, do you know what? It, it, just going back to the generational thing, um, you know, I've got a new generation of guys. Um, you know, I've really loved this season. I think this has really been one of my...
favourite seasons. Um, you know, the, the new guys that have joined have been really good. I mean, Scott coming along has been a game changer, really. Um, you know, it really has been, from my point of view, uh, you know, you, you, you talk about 12 years of captaincy, you'd have thought by then, by now, I wouldn't have learned, you know, needed to learn that much more, but I probably learned more in my 12th year than I have in the previous 11 years. And I have because of people like Scott um, and even, you know, um, getting guys in, you know, Ish, Abby, Yatesy, Val, you know, these new guys, I mean, they, 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 they bring, in, they bring, that they bring something to to Twickenham, to my side, to my way of thinking, to you know Ben as well. I mean Ben's been an incredible addition. You know he's he's captained before. You know so I'm not only bringing in new players, new guys who are just trying to find their feet. I'm bringing experience in. Um, Ish has just spent a whole season playing YCs. Um, Abby's played for Singapore. He's played international cricket. So uh, that's what gets me excited to do this again next year. Uh, and I'm going year by year. I think um, it's been tough for me personally. I've I've not done as well with the bats. Um, you know, but two seasons in a row, I've averaged mid twenties, which you know I'm disappointed in. Like uh, that's that's something I I don't just thrive on captaincy and the team and winning. I, I genuinely want to score more runs. So I almost feel like I need to I need to do that before I do any before I make any big decisions. Um, well, you say that, Carl. You're you're bowling this year. I mean, you've always bowled. Um, but your bowling's certainly been um, been, a, been a big plus, hasn't it? How many wickets have you taken? Well, oh, I don't know. I think around 20. 20, 20 yeah. Um, but there's a good example of Scott's impact. Um, you know, just one net session, talking to him, and, and actually even during games in those early days, talking to him about, you know, just a little, little tweaks in my action that he sort of thought, actually... You know, he must have at that point thought, well, we could definitely use this guy, in, in, especially in club cricket, because the wickets in Middlesex haven't been good. Ours hasn't been great, and neither have the rest of the sides. And I'll, I'll definitely say this um, with confidence. Um, but, you know, he's he's he just tweaked a few things, and all of a sudden, I'm, you know, the ball's moving off the wicket at, on any wicket. And I'm thinking, well, that's, you know, I've never been able to do that. I've always kind of just swung the ball and, and almost been a bit of a bowling machine. Um, so, so that sort of thing, you know, and I think that's, that's why I'm going another, another year. Uh, I want us, I want, I'd love to win the league. You know, that that's the ultimate goal. I'd love to win the league. I mean, more than any personal achievements that I'd like to do. Um, now, you know, you, you look at the likes of Northman, they've been up there for two, three, four years now, you know, got a lot of cults coming through. I mean, they, they're a prime example of, you know, how club cricket should be run. Um, and they thoroughly deserve this one. You know, they're a great bunch of guys. But that that's who you want to model your your team on is 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 that. You know, they train, they do train. A lot of their guys make the effort to train. I want to try and instill next season in, in people wanting to do better. You know, we started badly, not because of a new, you know, not necessarily because it was all a new team. It's just individuals not doing their part and not training enough and not, you know, I was one of them. I couldn't get the ball off the square in the first five games. Well, obviously you're not going to win games if you're not scoring, if you're top order on scoring runs. So there's loads of things um, that have got me coming back and doing it next year. That's great. And and I, I don't know about you, Eugene, I, I can, you know, I can hear the passion. 11 years, 12 years in, yeah. and there's still a real hunger <clears throat> to, to do more. And, and that's, that's surely a good sign. Um, yeah. I, I... I will say just to back Carlos up here is that, um, again, you know, I think this is one of the best squads that has been put together. Also, one of the most useful, youthful. So, therefore, 
you know, looking at the longevity of the squad, um, as long as, you know, Carlos and, and I'm sure he will keep them together. I think that's one of the, you know, really positive things looking at it from, from you know, the twos looking And at how about you, Yuge? Um 2020, obviously back in the top flight, you've been there before. Um, lessons learned from two years ago or what are you thinking? I, I think we deserve it more this year, if I'm honest. Um, you know, I, I look back at 2017 and um, we were promoted on the back of some really good individual performances. Um, you know, I look back at the last day of uh, 2017 season with uh, Simon Dunning scoring a ton oh, yeah, to you know, get us promoted yeah. by a couple of points. You know, winning a league with 104 points, that's, you know, that's either a very good league or a, or a, very, lucky, um, a very lucky win. And I have to say the confidence that I'm going to be taking into 2020 with the way we performed as a squad this year. Um, we, you know, we were two points off top. Um, we, we had a really good run in for the second half of the season going unbeaten and winning seven of the nine games and, you know, winning draw and a losing draw on uh, the other two. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, to back, to back up the ones with, with the performances that we've been putting in and to, not only back them up, but also push them for position. Um, I think that's something that, you know, can only be good for the for the club, making sure that, you know, the guys that are batting in the top order are pushing, you know, the guys that are in the top order for the ones or bowlers or yeah. um, I, I look at others I look at other clubs and, you know, I look at North Mid specifically. You know, they won the the, the Prem this year. Their their twos came, I think, second or third. The same when I look at Surrey, you know, Thames didn't won the Prem in their didn't. league. Uh, their twos came. Is it Thames? Uh, sorry. Well, um East Mosley, sorry, East Mosley, yeah, just just yeah, across yeah. the river, okay. mm. yeah, just across the river. Sorry, East East Mosley won the league, and um, their their twos came top three again. So, you know, my aspirations for next year, obviously, to try and be as good as we can be. Um, obviously, top half of the table would be phenomenal for me, and um, I have to say, I go I go into twenty twenty with a lot more confidence. Um, also knowing what it takes. Um, I think you know I've heard this from many people. I think I first heard it from Carlos. Is your your batters get you up? Absolutely. Keep yeah. you up. So, um, my my personal opinion is our bowling attack this year is so much better. You know, the new additions of, you know, Lewis that's come along. Um, we've had Kit Wilson who's come along. Dom who's just been firing in all cylinders. We've got Tom. You know, Knuckle. There's a number of people that you can go to with the ball. Um, but but most importantly, I think our seam attack is going to be stronger next year. And I think that's where we fell short um, in 2018, if I'm honest. Interesting stuff, guys. We have a lot to chew on over the winter on that one. Go on, Carlos. Yeah. No, I think just on that, you know, what's what's been good about the twos going up is the amount of guys in my sides, in my squad, that have been in and out that have that have actually texted me to say it's so good that the twos have gone up and playing prem cricket. You know, I've had very, I've had about three or four discussions um, with with my guys are talking just about that, um, about the fact that, you know, you, you're not you're not going into the to a two side. I mean, there's a big jump, but it's also you're not going into a two side and and not only you know playing say a weaker opposition, but playing on a on a wicket where you know you're trying to you're trying to get back into the ones, right? And you try you you've got to go into the into the twos and try and score big hundred or a good eighty not out or whatever it is. But then you rock up to a ground where the wicket's not you know it's not great. Um, to go and well exactly <laughs> and and I think that's that's be, that's almost the the most important part about playing Prem cricket is you're playing, again, you're playing at the likes of Teddington, Ealing, Richmond, you know, uh, North Mid. You're playing on good good tracks, tracks that the ones play on. So it's good for ones boys getting dropped, going into the twos and going back to North Mid or back to Ealing and and, and playing on those same wickets and, and then, you know, really trying to prove themselves again. And I think that's important. You know, it's not just about playing good oppos, it's playing, playing on good wickets. 
Well, I think it's interesting you make that point as well, because when you first started, Carlos, it, this was a major problem. Because I, I took over captain in the yeah. twos in 2010. And we weren't just yeah. in Division 2, we were in Division 4. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so anybody who came down from your side oh. was, was, was you know, well, not many people did come down, to be honest, because the jump for my boys uh, in that season was just too high. And I, I always put my, you know, doff my cap to people like Alex Story, remember Al Story? Who did yeah, yeah. The twos. And, and you know, you managed to find a role for him in the ones where um, he, he did, you know, he could he could deal with that massive jump. And, you know, thankfully, the, the twos are now, you know, are much more competitive than, than yeah. we were 15 years ago. And people forget that. Clubs come an awful long way very quickly. Oh, absolutely. And credit to you, I think, um, you know, it's not easy captaining a two. So I think when you talk to most first 11 captains, you know, yeah, it's tough. And, you, you know, I always say that, 20 30 percent of your job as a first 11 or as a club captain happens on the field and the other 70 percent off the field um uh, and i think captaining a two side let alone three fours and fives that's really tough you know you, you're dealing with some egos that come down from the ones um you know you you that's that's one of i think probably the most challenging huge um is is having to to sort of, you know, you've got a happy man bunch manage, of guys. It's a phrase, isn't it? To man yeah, manage. you've got a happy bunch of guys. And I remember, you know, there, there was some some players that we had before that, that came into the twos. And, and then all of a sudden, you've got your usual twos boys that just can't stand the guy or his attitude. And then it, that drives a massive wedge in your side. So it's really tough captaining the twos. And then I think, you know, um, yeah, I think you've just done a good job of that. Agreed. Agreed. Guys, two dates for the diary. I'm conscious of getting these in as well. Yeah. Um, it's annual dinner season, obviously. And yeah. we have the club's annual dinner and we have the league's dinners. Huge. What, what, where are you with the, the club's annual dinner? Can you just talk us through quickly? Yeah, just to remind everyone, club dinner is on the 4th of October at Richmond Hill Hotel. I was there uh, yesterday evening just having a quick walk around to see what the place looked like to make sure it was uh, adequate for the Twickenham. I'm sure dinner. it would be at Richmond um, Hill Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four-star hotel, which is which is lovely. Uh, apparently, we're going to have a red carpet arrival, nice. so um, that's going to be that's going to be lovely. So yeah, that's um, that's going well. We're at about sixty people at the moment. Um, obviously, the more the merrier. The the uh, location can hold two hundred, um, so it'll be fantastic if we could get around two hundred in there. But um, yeah, get in touch with your skippers or myself or anybody in the club if you want to figure out how to buy tickets. Um, obviously. The big thing at the moment is we need to get our menus in for next week on Wednesday. So if you haven't contacted us about what you want to be eating, um, you know, that being a, a normal dish or a vegetarian dish, uh, let us know. Yeah. So no, no, you one. normal dish or vegetarian dish. You're so South African. You really are. Yeah. Uh, what's, I don't know what the right term is. I think a meat that. dish or a vegetarian <laughs> dish. <laughs> right. Chicken no, I love that. That was brilliant. That was, that was, <laughs> drop your guard on that one. That was great. And the second one, 18th of October, right? Carlos, are you coming to the MCCL's annual dinner at Lords? Uh, I should be. Yeah, I should be. I think it'll be a good. It's always a good occasion, actually. Um, so yeah, um, we normally put a table out, so we'll get those tickets out fairly sure. shortly and get well, get a couple of people out there. Baxter emailed me uh, and everyone else uh, yesterday, so we have the details. I'll be forwarding them on. Always a good day. It's in the nursery. Pavilion at Lords on the 18th of October, the more the merrier. Um, guys, Perfect. thanks very much for your insights. Carlos, fantastic stuff. Um, well done this year. Best of luck for next year. Thank you. And um, yep. looking forward to seeing you and everyone else on the 4th of October. 
Absolutely. And uh, Dan, yeah, thanks for this. And I think just a quick thank you, Dan. I think, um, you know, your 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 match reports and, and uh, you know, what you do for the website and, and just keeping everyone in touch has been really, really good. And, you know, we all conscious of the fact that that takes time, takes a lot of effort. Um, and as always, you're a club man and you always have been. And uh, yeah, welcome back to well, the land of the living, really. Yeah, it was, it, I must be doing it this year from China for, for two months. It was, it was fractionally challenging, but um, yeah, good, yeah. Good no, thank you, end. thank Always you. I think, yeah, the club's only strong because of people like you. Well, that's very generous, man. I hope to play a bit more cricket next year for the record as well. So, uh, so all good. Fellas, well, I need a number eleven. So, all oh, right, I'm in. <laughs> I've got your number. I'll be in touch. <laughs> Fellas, take cool. it easy. Thanks very much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Everyone. Thanks, Dan. Cheers, Bye. guys.